Welcome to Platypod, the official podcast of the Committee for the Anthropology of Science, Technology, and Computing. Here, we host dialogues and conversations about the theories, tools, and social interactions that explore questions at the intersection of anthropology and science and technology studies. This bonus content is a reading from Platypus, the Castag blog. Enjoy! Viral Entanglements in Malaysian Porcine Worlds Content warning. This blog post contains photos of factory farming that viewers may find distressing. Pigs squeal and scream as they lie down in group pens. The, hu- the humid air in the foreground. The farm's pipes churn out pig waste into the nearby river. This is Kampung Salamat, an industrialized area known for factory farming in mainland Penang, Malaysia. Its river, known as Sungai Krai, is a living chronology of industrialized pollution. Since the 1980s, the river has turned from bright blue to lime green, as 72 pig farms discharge antibiotics, pig feces, and pig carcasses into the water. The foul stench and waste reveal how, how intertwined pig lives are with the personal livelihood of Kampung Salamat's villages over time. A series of journalistic projects put me in close proximity with pig farms adjacent to the to oil palm plantations. Rather than tracing the oil palm as a commodity in itself, I started to examine the violent multi-species entanglements that came out of its plantations. My field reporting resulted in the emergence of several key conceptual questions. The kind of abstract thinking that didn't really belong in the journalistic genre. My writing does not predict the actual state of historical reality. Rather, I write about the affective dimensions of the political economy we neglect to think about when disease outbreaks disrupt animal trade. This piece is about cultivating interspecies rela- relationality under capitalist constraints. How do we treat pandemics when they happen to other animals? What do we learn from a more-than-human one health? In this blog post, I attempt to explore how the oil pump belts, power dynamics, and capitalist production processes facilitate multi-species entanglements in contemporary political economy. Cultivating more-than-human one health. One Health is a health policy framework, framework that promotes both human and non-human health while taking into account environmental factors. Traditionally, intergovernmental institutions such as the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, FAO, interpret One Health as an approach to sustainably balance and optimize the health of people, animals, and ecosystems. While other scientific institutions, such as the World Organization for Animal Health, OIE, WAHIS, operate on a one health approach that see both human and non-human health as both intertwined and interdependent. These perspectives differ in that some scientific slash governmental institutions prioritize the care of human health over non-human health during zoonotic disease outbreaks. They do not seek 
non-human counterparts as collaborators who play significant roles in the world we inhabit. Rudder as biological threats who have the potentiality to disrupt supply chains and economic productivity. One helps lack of analysis on tracing human exploitation of factory farming activities is an oversight because it reveals the unidirectional and asymmetrical directionality in viewing non-human animals as primarily instrumental for learning about human health first. A more than human one health urges scientists and everyday people to propose solutions that address dangers for all human and non-human beings across different geographical settings. For example, it analyzes how industrialized pig farms facilitate profit optimization practices, such as housing pigs in tight gestation crates and artificial inseminating sows, rendering pigs as a food commodity first, permits the reconstituting pigs into biological traps when they fall sick. As farmers raise more pigs with less resources, the industrialized pig farm becomes more susceptible to zoonotic diseases. Specifically, scientists and wildlife conservationists are trained to conduct research on non-human health to learn about maintaining the viability of human health, mostly at a cost of non-human lives. Domestication slowly dies out. African swine fever is a viral disease affecting both domesticated and wild pigs across 32 countries, killing over 1.5 million pigs in the year 2020 to 2021. With a near 100% mortality rate, ASF-infected pigs experience painful symptoms such as vomiting, skin hemorrhages, and loss of appetite. The virus is able to survive on pig carcasses, pork products, and human clothes. Even human caretakers play an important role in maintaining the liability of pigs until their slaughter. Although the virus is lethal only to pigs, this pandemic tells us a lot about how humans treat other non-human animals when diseases do not threaten human health at all. In early February 2021, Malaysia reported its first ASF outbreaks in the state of Sabah. With no vaccine, State veterinarians called 3,000 pigs in March 2021 as ASF outbreaks occurred across factory farms, forest reserves, and even oil palm plantations. These differential procedures of medical care reveal how the well-being of domesticated pigs is prioritized over wild pigs. For example, Malaysian veterinarians announced research plans to develop a vaccine for domesticated pigs but did not reveal much about treatment plans for wild pigs. Domesticated pigs serve as agricultural livestock for food consumption, while wild pigs are despised for disrupting palm oil activities. These pig callings do not address non-human suffering, but rather are a series of responses towards social economic productivity disruption during African swine fever. Media outlets in Malaysia have primarily focused on pig farmers and indigenous communities have lost their social economic livelihood during the ASF outbreaks. By focusing on human impacts, media narratives commodify pigs as food sources rather than recognizing pigs as individual beings who play significant roles in these 
in these tropical rainforest ecosystems and cultural settings. Historically, One Health approaches have not focused much on human exploitation of non-human lives in settings such as factory farming, deforestation, and other extractive industries. For example, industrialized pig farms built adjacent to forest lands in Malaysia facilitated transmission of the Nepah virus, enabling pigs to become intermediary hoses. By placing these domesticated pigs in contact with wildlife, such as bats, Nepah virus outbreaks occurred because of its zoonotic origins. The Malaysian army urgently shoved and shot one million pigs in pits. Gardeners of the forest, destroyers of palm oil. In peninsular Malaysia, wild pigs facilitate forest tree biodiversity by constructing birthing nests using diverse tree saplings. Their treatment is paradoxical, as environmental scientists praise wild pigs for their ecosystem services. They are despised by oil palm managers for disrupting monoculture processes, such as eating palm oil fruits. The plantation facilitates large-scale monoculture extraction of palm oil in countries such as Malaysia and Indonesia. It is also the dominating political technology in exploiting human and non-human labor, reshaping multi-species entanglements and commodifying land. In fact, the plantation itself resembles a present-day colonial regime of extractive capitalism that favors corporations. As palm oil production rapidly engulfs rural land, Wildlife conservationists failed to recognize the parallel displacement of undocumented Indonesian migrants and common animals such as pigs. Local conservation dynamics enforce violent multi-species entanglements in line with colonial histories of domination and hyper-masculine imaginaries of human agency over non-human animals. While the state views wild pigs as pests because of their ability to disrupt palm oil production, These pigs serve as a source of food for often marginalized migrant groups, such as the Indonesian migrants who work in these oil palm plantations. In Malaysian Borneo, indigenous communities such as the Kata Dusan Morut ethnic group hunt bearded pigs for their personal livelihood and to partake in cultural traditions. Oil palm managers may use technologies such as guns, camera traps, and fence installations. This technological assemblage conveys a narrative of anthropocentric domination over non-human animals who disrupt the oil palm belt's extractive processes. The oil palm belt thrives at the expense of non-human animal lives. De- deforestation not only displaces both human and non-human, non-human communities, but it also increases the risk of zoonotic disease spread by increasing interaction between humans and non-humans, and by reducing biodiversity, which functions as a buffer for the spread of zoonotic diseases. As, ex- as accelerated rates of deforestation paved the way for factory farms and monoculture plantations in Malaysia, both human and non-human health risks further deteriorate um, through frequent zoonotic outbreaks. The risk of climate change Climate-driven disease exacerbates future pandemics because people are more likely to interact with infected animals 
as more areas are deforestated. Conclusion When scientific technologies are used to control non-human populations, bureaucrats claim it is acting in the name of efficiency or rationality. However, as David Graeber states, the values of such bureaucratic structures and processes never come to light. Instead, these values remain hidden in thick layers of paperwork we are usually forced to navigate and fill out. As Graeber says, structural violence creates loop-sided structures of the imagination. An anthropocentric one health, which categorizes non-human animals as biosecurity threats exclusively, lends itself to framing multi-species relationships as unidirectional and asymmetrical in terms of power dynamics favoring human control. More than human one health has the potential to decenter the human at a core prioritizing well-being and care. Humans need to stop seeing non-human animals as commodities under extractive capitalism and start conceptualizing ways to care for non-human health. We also need to disrupt large-scale industrial activities. These activities contribute to destroying our cultural worlds and facilitate violent multi-species entanglements consequential to our health. Reflecting on both the Nepal virus and African swine fever outbreaks, it is not about the scientific verification ensuring the totality of pig deaths. Instead, we should see pigs as individual beings who contribute and play significant roles in the worlds we co-inhabit with. A more than human one health approach encourages cooperation among humans and non-humans in facilitating interspecies solidarity. Perhaps we can start by imagining post-extractivist imaginaries that go beyond using a negative conceptual registry of post-apocalyptic worlds. Academic spaces have the intellectual and creative capacity to trace the life and death cycles of non-human animals living beyond attractive narratives. As our worlds become more susceptible to pandemics, the porous demarcation between domesticated slash wild and human slash non-human reveals the fragility of life under capitalism. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any comments and feedback, feel free to share them with us on the blog. You can find the link to the post in the description of the episode.